This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. You're listening to Live Free Creative, an intentional podcast with practical tips for living your life on purpose. I'm your host, Miranda Anderson, and I believe in creativity, adventure, curiosity, and the magic of small moments. I hope that every time you listen, you feel empowered and free to live the life that you want. Hello, hello. Welcome back to Live Free Creative Podcast. I'm your host, Miranda Anderson. This is episode number 216, Expectation versus Appreciation. It is December. I hope your lights are up. Maybe you've got a tree, some candles in the window. Things are feeling cozy and hopefully for you, they're not too stressful right now. Hopefully you're able to find some space in this season to feel some stillness, to feel whole, to invite the peace and joy that we all hope for at this time of year. Sometimes it requires putting things down. I know we often think that adding, you know, adding the next thing, adding something else, what else do I need in order to feel the way I want to feel? It's sometimes counterintuitive to what actually will help, which often is putting things down, releasing, simplifying, saying, what can I take away? What can I subtract in order to find that peace that I'm looking for? I am excited to be sharing this episode with you today. Hopefully it will be helpful and impactful as you are going throughout this season and throughout your life. Before I begin, I want to share a quick peaks of the week. I just finished listening to a fiction book. I know I'm in the middle of grad school and it's very, very infrequent in the last few months that I've had the chance to listen to a fiction book. This one has been on my list and I've heard it talked about and I thought I would give it a try. It's called Carrie Soto is Back. It's written by Taylor Jenkins Reid, who was the author of The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo, Daisy Jones and the Six, that I also absolutely loved, and Malibu Rising. This is her most recent fiction novel. Carrie Soto is back. Carrie Soto is a fictional tennis player in the 80s and 90s who is coached by her Argentine father. She is a 
phenomenal, driven, incredibly competitive player. And this follows sort of a 15-year span of her career. The novel includes a lot of tennis matches, a lot of descriptions, and I'm curious what people would think who haven't grown up around tennis. I personally was a child of tennis in the 80s and 90s. I grew up, my parents both played tennis. My mom still does several times a week. My sisters do. I grew up from the time I was little going to a tennis club and playing I, I don't think it was even an option to not. We All of my siblings learned to play tennis from the time we were in elementary school. I was on a tennis team at the club. I was also on the tennis team in my high school. In the last 15 years since I've been an adult, I haven't played as much tennis, and my sisters have just recently got back into it, and it's been really fun to see how excited they are about that and how much they love it. I am sort of you know, very casually on the lookout for a tennis team or tennis group, I guess, club to join here in Richmond. I actually, we're part of a swimming pool that has tennis courts. I probably would need to start with lessons. Anyway, all of that is beside the point. Carrie Soto is back was extremely fun to listen to as a former, maybe at some point, current tennis player. I think... I think that even if you don't have a tennis background, that Taylor Jenkins Reid does a really good job of describing the the game in a way that you can picture it. I mean, if you even have any exposure at all, if you can kind of generally picture a tennis court in your mind, you know, the green court with the white lines and the service boxes up near the net – Regardless of the game itself, which is a big part of it, but regardless of the game itself, the characters are really interesting. I think they're very well developed. I like their relationships. And there's a couple sort of intense moments and a couple interesting surprises. I listened to it on Audible. I took advantage of sort of little little snippets of time when I wasn't studying and wasn't working on, you know, holiday preparations to enjoy just simply being told a story. And sometimes that feels really nice to just, you know, it's almost like being a kid again, letting someone tell you a story. I would recommend it to tennis players and non-tennis players alike. It's a really fun, interesting, fast-paced story. My next peak of the week is going to be especially beneficial if you live nearby because it is a new local ice creamery here in Richmond. I believe that it started in Norfolk and is now here in Richmond. It's called Blue Cow Creamery. It's over if you live nearby. It's in the village just off of Three Chopped in Patterson. I had driven by a few times and then someone, I don't remember who, someone mentioned it by name and I said, okay, we'll go try it out. I cannot stop with this ice cream. It's There's something about it. My in-laws were in town last month, and we took them. It was our first time going. Tons of lots of interesting flavor, homemade ice cream. I chose a salted caramel brickle, which is like, has this little tiny bits of almost sea foam, like crunchy toffee, but not as crunchy as toffee, like a little softer dark caramel flavor, almost burnt caramel that's so delicious. And then there's like a a mocha chip, something like coffee flavored with 
with dark, dark chocolate shavings in it. The combination of those two, I'm telling you, is so good. I know people have strong feelings about coffee flavor. I happen to really like it. This reminds me of when I was a kid that I went to Baskin Robbins fairly frequently. And my two favorite flavors at Baskin Robbins were daiquiri ice and jamocha almond fudge as like an eight-year-old, just like kind of cracks me up. So if you try, if you're nearby or not, if you ever get a chance to go to Blue Cow Creamery, try the salted caramel brickle and the coffee chocolate shaving situation together. It's really, really good. And that double scoop is big enough that I eat about half of it and then put it in the freezer and then I can eat it again a different day. So I get like double ice cream. Blue Cow Creamery. I'm sorry if you don't live nearby one. If you come visit Richmond sometime, make sure that you eat there. It's delicious. My final peak of the week, I may have mentioned at some point in the past four or five years, there are these Ugg slippers. They're called the Ainsley slippers. They cover, they're not like the slide on ones. A lot of Ugg slippers are just slide on cover your toe situation. These have backs on them. They're almost like little shoes, like little loafers that are sheepskin inside. The pair that I have now, I've probably had for three years or longer. And I buy new replacement insoles for them for like $20 every year. They are the best. They're just the best slippers. They have rubber bottoms. So if I need to like run somewhere quickly to the grocery store or something, I don't ruin them by going outside in them. I travel with them. I wear them around my house all the time. Like I very rarely have actual shoes on at home. I usually have my slippers on when I'm at home. They're cozy in the summer. They're cozy in the winter. And now that it's getting colder, I find that like I crave having that warmth and fluff around my feet. Mine are almost worn into the ground. And so I've been looking for another pair. And around the holidays, it's just a fun, you know, slippers are like a fun thing to have under the tree. They're super practical, really cozy and nice. And these ones last forever. I mean, like up to four or five years. So they're about $100, which is, you know, on the steep side for slippers. But because they're so well-made and you can replace that insole, I feel like you you can wear them for four to five years easily, if not longer, and um, definitely makes it worth the investment. So I will link all of these things into the show notes at livefreecreative.co slash podcast. This is episode 215. If you want to check any of those things out, you can. And I hope you have enjoyed these peaks. Today's show is brought to you by Live Free Creative Retreats. 2023 is just around the corner, and do we have the adventures for you? If you are a creative entrepreneur, a writer, or simply a woman looking for a little bit of space to get focused and work on a project that you keep putting on the back burner, this could look like finally writing that novel or getting started on the online course you've been hoping to offer. Maybe you have an idea for a business and you just haven't had the time to just think it through and make a plan. Or you, like me, are way behind on your family photo books and having a few days to simply work on them would help you get up to speed and feel like you were taking care of your family history and memories. These are all examples of beautiful projects that you could work on at Live Free Creative Camp. Spring Creative Camp is coming up soon. It's in Hurricane, Utah, the end of March, 
And if you register for Creative Camp before December 15th, you will get a 10% discount using the code EARLYBIRD. There are already people signed up. There's only a handful of spots left. And we would love to take care of you at Creative Camp so you can take care of your most important work. Now, maybe time to work on a project doesn't actually fit the bill for you, but you just simply want to get together and have some fun with some girlfriends. This is where Grown Up Summer Camp comes into play. Meet with us this July in beautiful Glacier, Montana, just outside of Glacier National Park, where we will do crafts, workshops, sit around the campfire, tell stories, watch the stars, hike in the national park itself, and reconnect to ourselves and to nature. You can book by yourself and come meet some new friends or grab a couple friends and book an entire tent at a deep discount. With amazing food, luxury accommodations, and incredible programming, Grown Up Summer Camp might just be the place for you. Finally, Novio's Adventure and Connection Retreat for Couples is happening in November 2023 in beautiful tropical Costa Rica. This is a very limited, all-inclusive romantic getaway for you and your partner. Join Kristen Hodson and her husband Jake and Dave and myself to explore the beautiful parts of the country. We're gonna soak in hot springs, go on water slides, take a surf lesson, soak up the sun, have incredible couples workshops, and come home feeling more connected than ever before. You can learn more about Creative Camp, Grown Up Summer Camp, and Novio's Couples Retreat at livefreecreative.co slash retreats. I would love to host you in 2023. This episode is brought to you by sax.com. At Saks.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Let's talk about expectation versus appreciation. What comes to mind for you when I say the word expectation? What do you think of? Do you think of goals you have for yourself? Do you think of standards that you have assumed for your lifestyle, for the way you hope other people will act? How does the way you think about expectation differ from when you think about appreciation. Does expectation carry with it some sort of a weight and appreciation feel a little bit buoyant? That's how it is for me. I think of expectation as where the bar is set and the pathway or some sort of guidelines and and almost a constricting feeling around I this thing is what I'm I need to happen where when I think about appreciation it feels open and light it feels the opposite in fact 
without expectation. Appreciation is my ability to enjoy things that I did not expect. Where do we find the balance between these things? Are they both important? Do they both matter? Do they both benefit us depending on the context? I think those questions are going to have individual answers, but I do want to share some thoughts and ideas and data with you. Let's first just examine the idea of expectations. What is an expectation? An expectation is defined as a strong belief that something will happen or be the case in the future. It can also be a belief that someone will or should achieve something. Expectation and should tend to go together fairly frequently. And if you have listened to the podcast for any length of time, you know how I feel about the word should. That puts a burden upon other people and ourselves that is unnecessary. Having expectations is normal. It's part of being human. In fact, part of expectation is hope in the future, is a little bit of planning. What falls apart is when we have expectations for things outside of our control, when our expectations are unrealistic, or when we have expectations for other people, which naturally, of course, fall outside of our control. Young Pueblo is a philosopher on Instagram, an author. I really like a lot of the thoughts that he shares. And this quote I thought was interesting. Specifically talking about relationships, he has a quote that says, relationships enter a new level of harmony when both people do their best to go from attachment to connection and from expectations to voluntary commitments. Attachments or expectations arise from the need to control. Connection or voluntary commitments arise from mutual understanding. While this is specifically talking about and relating to relationships, the same things happen in relationship to ourself. We feel a level of harmony and, and balance within ourselves when we have a connection to ourselves and a voluntary commitment an interest and enjoyment in the things that we're pursuing rather than an attachment to an expectation. Some interesting research and data around the idea of expectation comes from Barry Schwartz. He has a great book that I highly recommend. It's called The Paradox of Choice. I will link it in the show notes. As I was reading this book, one of the things that stood out to me was the idea of expectation. And he talks about how when we set our expectation and it's not met, we feel bad. We're disappointed. Having an expectation that is unmet brings or invites a lot of negative emotion. Where, when we have an expectation that is met, that yields a lot of positive emotion. So expectation can be both good and bad, depending on whether or not it's fulfilled. Knowing this can help us when we are going to place expectations to be clear about where we are putting our expectations and how realistic or reasonable they are. Barry Schwartz gives an example of how when low expectations are met or exceeded, people feel great, even if that end point where they arrive is lower objectively than someone else's 
high expectation that isn't met. So let me give you an example of this. If I have an expectation that I will be paid $15 for completing an hour of babysitting and I finish the job and I'm given $10, I'm going to feel disappointed because my expectation was not met. Where if I, in the same scenario, have an expectation of making $6 for the babysitting hour and I make 8 I'm going to feel excited and appreciative. Even though when the expectation is met, my end result of $8 is lower than the end result of 10 with a higher expectation, I feel much better. This is obviously a very simplified example, and most of us are not being paid for babysitting right now, at least those of you listening. My kids might. You can think about how this same idea applies to different areas of your life. If you have an expectation that when you tell your kids to clean their rooms, that it's done in 15 minutes and everything is put away and it looks perfect, and you go in there after 15 minutes and they've barely begun and they you know, maybe made their bed and that's it, you might feel kind of frustrated. Where if you have an expectation that your kids will pick up their room by the end of the afternoon and it'll be mostly done and you go in and check on it you know later in the day and it's put together their bed is made you might feel better about it this isn't to say that i'm prescribing what expectations are good and bad or what you should have as expectations in your life that will vary from person to person i do think it's really important that we acknowledge the psychology of expectations that when you have unmet expectations, you're gonna feel disappointed. You will have more negative emotion because of where you put your expectations than if you allow yourself to release some of the attachment to those outcomes. If you allow yourself to set down some expectations or maybe bring them into a world of reason. I want you to take a couple minutes to think about right now some expectations in your life right now that aren't met very often. Some things that you hope for that you just keep wanting that you don't get. Whether expectations of the way your husband will do something, your kids will do something, you will show up somehow. What are some of those expectations that continually are not met and that that's frustrating for you? That it's stressful and annoying and disappointing? Where are some expectations in your life that are causing you unnecessary negative emotion and grief. Take a look at those and consider whether or not they're reasonable, whether or not they're as important as you're making them out to be, whether you can loosen your grip a little bit on them. Can you release the expectation, maintain some hope and connection but release the expectation. What happens when we start to release expectation and attachment to outcomes is that we invite appreciation. Appreciation is defined as recognition and enjoyment of the good qualities of someone or something or a full understanding of the situation. Appreciation is gratitude. Appreciation 
builds us up, fills our cup, feels good, it is in and of itself a positive emotion and it builds other positive emotions. When we start to replace expectations in our life with appreciation for reality, appreciation for what is, we feel better. Not only that, but have you ever felt appreciated by someone else? What does it inspire when you feel appreciated? For a lot of people, feeling appreciated inspires you to continue to work hard and do better. Appreciation inspires progress. It's motivating. It feels great. You feel like you've been valued and seen and that you belong, that you're contributing. Appreciation builds connection. Contrast that to expectation. Do you ever feel like you are expected to do things? Do you expect things of yourself? And when you do them, does it feel good? Do people applaud? Or do they simply say, okay, yeah, that's what you were supposed to do? The other day, I asked my oldest to bring his laundry up to the laundry room. And I mentioned that I was going to do his laundry. And he said something like, yeah, because that's your job. Now, it is not my job to do my 13-year-old's laundry. It's not my job to do anyone's laundry except for maybe my own. And I do it because it's one of the ways that I contribute to my family. You better believe that we had a nice conversation about expectations and about appreciation and the difference. I think a lot of women and mothers feel like we are expected to do things, like the burden of responsibility for caretaking and for household management falls fairly squarely upon our shoulders. And a lot of times that is a thankless job. Those roles and responsibilities and tasks are expected rather than appreciated. Can you imagine how it would feel if we weren't expected to do any of those things, if we didn't expect them of ourselves, if they came, as Young Pueblo suggested, as voluntary commitments. What follows voluntary commitments is appreciation, gratitude, and acknowledgement. I want you to consider where you are expecting things of other people and how you might adjust those expectations to yield appreciation instead. Where can you drop the attachment to outcomes and allow what is and invite gratitude and appreciation for what is happening, for relationships, for the best that people can do? I really believe that most of us are doing our best most of the time. And if we're not living up to some standard of expectation, it's probably not because we're not doing a good job. It's probably because the expectation is a little bit high for right now. I absolutely believe this in parenthood. A few years ago, I talked to Ralphie Jacobs, who is a positive parenting expert and educator. That is episode number 68 on the podcast. If you want to go listen to that about intentional parenting, one of the most impactful lessons that I learned from Ralphie in that interview 
is that parenting is about lowering our expectations to what is real about kids. That kids are loud, that they're whiny, that they're noisy, that they don't sleep well, they don't eat well a lot of the time, that they require a lot of attention, and that these things are all developmentally perfect for their different age groups. I, at the time, had a kid who was, you know, eight, nine, ten, kind of getting into that middle age, and I was concerned about some some lying. And I listened to this episode on Armchair Expert with a Dax Shepard talked to a psychologist, a child psychologist who said, 10-year-olds lie. That's what they do. That's like a really critical element of this developmental process. And I felt such relief that my expectation of having a child that never told a lie or that always was honest about everything could be dropped because it wasn't realistic. The more we know about what is normal, and that doesn't mean it always is coming from somewhere else, from psychology or from developmental understandings. The more you get to know the people in your lives as individuals, the more you know what's normal for them. Maybe your kid doesn't line up with the developmental spectrum exactly. Maybe you don't. Maybe the season you're in means that all bets are off and that if you just get out of bed, that you've done your best for the day. That understanding, that release of expectations yields and invites gratitude and appreciation for what is. And when we can find that appreciation for what is, every other aspect of our life feels better. We become open and curious and hopeful. We can settle into, instead of feeling that restriction and constriction of not quite getting there, we recognize that we're doing a good job. And recognizing we're doing a good job is motivating. It's encouraging. It's helpful. Not only that, recognizing that other people around us are doing a good job is motivating and helpful and feels good. Our relationships are able to deepen. Our connection grows stronger when we meet people where they are. There is something to the idea that our expectations for people, that that people also can rise to the occasion. That is always done with a combination of expectation and appreciation. That we know that our, that our kids can do a good job. We expect that they do a good job. And whatever they do, we recognize as a good job. Hopefully, this discussion of expectation and appreciation has given you a chance to do some self-reflection on what expectations in your lives may not be serving you, what expectations you may have that by clinging onto them tightly, you are inviting negative emotion and negative energy into your life where you could replace those or loosen your grip on them to invite gratitude and appreciation instead, which then will begin an upward spiral of feeling better about yourself, your life, and your relationships. Speaking of expectation and appreciation, I am thoroughly grateful every single week that you tune in to Live Free Creative Podcast, that you lend your attention here for a little while. 
My hope is that every episode gives you just a little something to shift your perspective a little bit, to allow you to increase your well-being just a little bit through knowledge and understanding and self-reflection and appreciation. I hugely appreciate your support and I wanna thank you for tuning in this week and every week. If you haven't yet subscribed, take a minute and hit that subscribe button so that you don't miss an episode. If you haven't yet had a chance to tune into Happy Class, Happy Class is my new weekly mini-series. I'm walking you through an inside scoop of my graduate school program at University of Pennsylvania. If you haven't yet left a written review or rating at iTunes, I would invite you to do that today. It just takes a couple minutes and those ratings and written reviews make a huge impact on other people being able to find and listen to Live Free Creative Podcast. I hope you have a beautiful week and I'll chat with you again next time. See you later. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.